Welcome to Sit Down and Cheer, episode 80, brought to you by our friends at Buffalo Wild Wings. While you're at the office and you're faced with the biggest decision of the day, it's lunch. Sure, you could settle for those leftovers, or you could go to Buffalo Wild Wings, where the B-Dubs Fast Break Lunch Menu has mouthwatering specials daily starting at $5.99. Make the safe bet. Go to B-Dubs, Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings, Beer, and Sports. Today's co-host attemptee is Darren Looker. Empty. I say attempty because, you know, uh, first off, we got to pour out one for dear old Hatch, uh, the guy who co-founded this thing several years ago with me, and he's moved on, of course. Uh, our loyal followers will know that. And so we decided, uh, do we kill this thing, and uh, or do we resurrect it, or do we rebrand it, or whatever? And we just turned out, I don't really have a lot of time for rebranding. And uh, <laughs> let's just bring some cats in here to see if they can live up to what Hatch bring to the to the group. So... You're, uh, you're first on the list. Well, I'm kind of, you know, if, if I'm looking at it from your side, if you look at, let's say you have five auditions, that's five episodes. So right there, you're, you're right. ahead of the game. Of course, you're going to be the audition I mean, I don't, right? don't want to like, be the guy to, to call you out on that, like right out of the shoot <laughs> on the first audition. No, actually, we were just talking about but, on the way over here, like, hmm, who are some of the, because people, as weird as it is, this is obviously not a paid podcast. Like, you're not getting <laughs> paid for your duties here. And I've had uh, multiple people write, reach out and say, hey, what are you going to do when Hatch is gone? Is that something I right. could do? And it's like, okay, you want to do this for free? I, I appreciate that. That's very cool. We've created something here. Um, I guess you're going to be our resident hockey guy. Yeah? Sure. Whatever are, you need. Are you yeah. well-rounded on UND Sports? This is an interview, by to. the way. Oh, this is? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I wish I would have been a little more prepared in the, in the <laughs> well, entire... A, sell me this pen. Yes. <laughs> Here's the deal. <laughs> what do you want this pen to do? What do you think you can make this pen do? <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, you know, obviously uh, heavily involved with uh, the hockey program, so... Well, tell the people what you're about. Like, your... Like my your, platform? How you started at UND sure. and what you do. And uh, started uh, 2005, 2006 hockey season as the uh, public address announcer. Um, then in 06-07, took on the uh, reins of the radio play-by-play with women's hockey mm-hmm. up until the uh, the end of that program. Yep. And uh, now I am still, of course, public address for the hockey team, and then I do a little uh, studio work with the uh, Home of Economy Radio Network. And what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, <laughs> well, used to be a firefighter, and then I kind of realized yeah? there's a lot of work in that. I was going to say, I yeah. don't really see that uh, mold there. Ed, I've seen you play slow-pitch softball. I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm not spotting I'm you seen all your, I mean, you know me in a crisis, <laughs> yes. so that, that kind of <laughs> took care of that. But, uh, no, I guess uh, in, in, a, in a perfect world when uh, when Tim is uh, ready to kind of just ride off into the uh, much-earned much sunset, hopefully there's an opportunity there. But uh, for right now, just to... Enjoying out of everything and trying to do as much moonlighting I can, including uh, the sit down and cheer podcast. I, yeah, I, I don't see Tim wanting to slow down anytime no. soon. So it's so, so I, yeah, I've gotten to know Tim. Really a little. counting on the old sit down and cheer right now to kind of <laughs> bridge the gap. <laughs> so again, I can't uh, pay you. For, I'll throw some no, chicken wings yeah, at you, and, and, and that may and, be payment, payment enough. Well, I mean, and you, you know, you do that, and uh, obviously, uh, we know our, our our pizza our pizza intake. All that exactly after uh, softball and Thursday night. Yep. So. So, I mean, there's opportunities. Don't don't feel like you're you're handcuffed by any means. Okay. And I'm going to come in and demand things. Yeah. So we should we should talk some hockey, huh? Yeah. It's been a hot minute since we've done a podcast here, and so obviously we want to we want to figure out uh, well what's what's uh, top of mind in a 
in a UND fan, I know you're not a fan, but you are a fan. Yeah. What's top of mind right now for uh, from an outsider's perspective, so to say? Do you think? I I just think it's 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 so hard to tell because everybody wants to put everything on that Canisius weekend. I think. Yeah. And, and they seem to think that all of a sudden everything is gone, and people very quickly forget. And I think the biggest reason for that is that UND's never been in a position outside of a little bit last year, right. but it could have gone either way of where they may very well have to win the conference tournament yep. to get in. And people just, I don't know if, and, and again, I don't want to speak for everybody because there's plenty that understand it, but I think a lot of people are hung up on the fact of where they sit in the pairwise, yep. who's on their schedule. They, they are easily able to kind of gloss over the fact that UND is very much alive in the home ice race. Oh, yeah for opening around the NCHC playoffs. Yep. And I think, and I made the, the comment last night, I was talking to Brad Schlossman at, uh, at a local high school game, that to me, I think UND may be in a better position as a team, as crazy as it sounds, to win the tournament than they have in years past where they've had more talent, as crazy as that seems, just because I think Adam Scheel, right. some are going to say we haven't seen it yet, and, and we've talked about it too you know, yep. off air, that he hasn't, he hasn't lost a game for UND, May or may not have not had an opportunity to win a game yet for UND. I feel like that's As coming. Stole a game. Stole that's a game. That's probably the yeah. best yeah. term. Yeah. Like, way to, he's been, way he's been very consistent. Yes. He's been, you can count on him two or fewer goals. Yep. The problem is when we haven't been able to score two goals, that's right. when we've run into problems. Well, okay, so we've we've seen a UND team that can score. Yep. We've seen the St. Cloud, the, the U18 game right. was ridiculous. Yep. So we've seen that team. We've also seen a team that can play well defensively. I think consistency is what everyone's kind of looking for and, right. and the thing that I hear all the time is oh well we we don't ever win down at the at the you know the frozen face off mm -hmm. anyway well isn't this what you want like this yeah exactly it, it could happen this year and yep. then you'll get everything you want because uh, we'll win that right. and we'll and you know throw a big turd sandwich at all the other yeah. teams that knocked us out <laughs> last year and uh, there you go and then and and I and I was telling Schloss last night too I said now watch this team find a way to get in be the last team into the tournament, and now the number two overall seed in the NCAA tournament is rewarded by going to Fargo to play UND. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, here's the other thing, in too. When, when you look at the pairwise, uh, right. when we last played in Denver, if we would have swept that, that mm -hmm. we would have went from 21 to potentially like nine. Yep. So they're very volatile this year, more so than in years past, I feel. Mm -hmm. And the wins we have over those Big Ten teams, I think, are going to go a long way. So Absolutely. the win over Minnesota, the sweep over Wisconsin, if those teams continue to do their thing and and can and can get mm -hmm. some wins down the stretch. Those two are gonna those two teams in particular are gonna help flip a lot of comparisons. Absolutely. And so when you look at what is there eight games left in the regular season where yes. there's still you know if the team goes six and two or you know right. something like that, twenty one's not gonna be in play. We're gonna be in that thirteen fourteen yep. just because on who we play. And so when people say, oh, there was a tough stretch there in January, you know, because we played the Canisius, mm -hmm. we played Omaha, teams that are below us in the right. pairwise. But now we've got the teams that we need to play right. to get yep. further ahead in the pairwise. So I think it's it's kind of six of one, half dozen of another, where Absolutely. you obviously don't want to have to face a St. Cloud State to, to sweep them to be, or a Western at yep. Western yep. to be able to move up. But at the same time, if you don't have those guys on the tee, you can't beat them, right? Exactly. Like, and, yeah. and, and you mentioned, you know, like Omaha and, and CC to an extent. And on the other side of it, you almost need those two because they're, they are two of the four remaining series. You need them on the books yeah. because you're still trying to put yourself in the best possible position in the league to get home ice. Yeah. So it's it's 
like you said, it's the devil's advocate either way. Yeah, and I, to me, I, I don't ever want to play the matchup game because you want to have home ice. Right. You want to be the yep. four. Right now it's setting up where it's UND and Denver in that first round. I, I, I'm, I'm certainly not a hockey coach, but mm-hmm. I'd much rather play Denver than CC at this point. Yeah. That's me. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, with the exception, I think, you know, Philip Larson uh, last weekend yeah. when you and he was in Denver yeah. was outstanding. But I think Alex LeClaire, we talk about goaltenders that are capable of stealing a game. I think he certainly is that for Colorado College. And I think, and it's lining up to where it's not going to be in play, at least in the first round, you want to stay as far away as possible from Western Michigan because they've always they've proven, and I think a lot of it is just similar styles, is that it's it's a tough draw for North yeah. Dakota. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm wondering where Western's going to end up here, too, because you look at there's three NCHC teams in the yeah. top nine right now, yep. and are they going to be able to spread those everybody out? I'm not sure they're going to be able to do that this right. year just based on, on seeding. So it's going to be interesting to see how things shake mm-hmm. out here in the final month. So it's it, we've got a long way to go, Absolutely. basically. So if we're talking about NCAA tournament, are we going to make it? Yeah. Yep. Let's worry about NCHC and, standings at this point. And, you know, you go back to your first point where the fan base is is – you know, maybe harping for consistency and very quickly, we're at the point of the year now where you don't have to be consistent. You just need to find a way. Yes, you need to win. Yeah. You need to string wins together. Yep. But you don't have to go out and, I mean, you find a way. Nobody's going to ask you how you got there at the end of the day as long as you're there. Every every win, it, fair is this fair to say, every win Uni's had this year has been a complete team effort. It hasn't been one guy that's won the game for him. Like, you haven't had a... We've had the one hat trick right. Red Gardner had. Yep. But other than that, there hasn't been a time where somebody just went nuts and had five right. points in a weekend or, or, you know, that basically took the team yep. on their back. And that is still po- – they have playmakers that can do that. Yes. We just haven't seen it a lot this year. Right. And so I feel good that maybe we have some of those banked. Yep. You, like I say, <laughs> it's it, – it's, everything evens out. And, yep. and at some point the tide's going to turn or the, the worm's going to turn, as, as Brad Berry has said before. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's going to be a fun ride to the end. I think health of the team is going to play into it a lot too. Uh, obviously Colton missing the last yep. weekend in Denver, but um, signs are that he'll be back soon. Yep. Um, Peter Tomey's back practicing. That's going to help the depth of, of the goalies and, and be able to at least, if not push Scheel, uh, who's obviously won that race right, right now, uh, to be where that he can, you know, um, if he doesn't have an, uh, a great night, that right. that they can feel comfortable yes. uh, throwing yes. Peter in there. Yep. So, and getting those guys healthy and back in the lineup really, I mean, it kind of evens out some mm-hmm. of the things where you saw some holes, but now right. they're they're going to be able to be filled in a little easier. Yeah, I think uh, I think last week's weekend off came at a great time. I, I really like, and I I don't know off the top of my head if this is the first year the NCHC has done it, but they have they've rotated between last weekend and now this weekend where. Half the league has had the weekend off. Yeah. And I think this is a perfect time. It sets up a great final month of the regular season. Yep, I'm with and, you. And, and that, coupled with their their rivalry matchup, their travel partner matchup for the regular season finale weekend, means that you're going to have North Dakota and Omaha in a very meaningful series at the Ralph. Yeah. And we can we can talk until we're blue in the face about the rivalry. Like, Omaha? Come on. Right. Like, uh, yeah. Anyways, that's yeah. for another episode. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, what what other storylines are, are are out there with the with the hockey team? Obviously, um, you know, you look at what's left. They have a very good chance to still get to twenty wins, and that's kind yes. of the the hallmark uh, mm-hmm. that everybody looks at in terms of a, a tournament resume. I know it's a little different in hockey, where the pair wise is what makes difference, right. but. Getting to 20 wins makes it, it's a big deal. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, when uh, you look back and a lot of comparisons last year with the 10 ties, you look at yeah. this year, you have, what is it, one? Two. Two. Yep. So you're 
either way, you're finding a way. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and UNE's found a way to, to come back and, and, and steal some games and when it, they can. There actually could be four or five ties in there because we've yes. got our heart broken, you know, yes. at home against Denver, a couple yep. others too, where it was we, we had at least the tie yep. and, and lost it in the in the final seconds there. But yeah, flipping the script on some of those where um, UND can get a lead and park it and you know right. stay with the lead because that there was the there was a trend there where UND would give up the lead but then they were able to come back yeah. and, and win it and yep. you know the first time that that didn't happen is when the fans kind of went nuts and I I'll continue to say this about our fans we love our fans <laughs> we love how passionate they are but they're uh, out there sometimes yep. just with with some of the things because it, they'll 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 take some scenarios between right. how the team plays Friday and how the team plays yep. Saturday and their preparation has nothing to do with the preparation or what the guys do. Like, I've been on the road trips with them. I see what they do. It's yep. all hockey. It's all business. Yep. And uh, I don't know. To put any comparisons there, uh, I think I think almost at, at some point you almost wipe that out of the game notes where uh, what our record is on Friday and what it is on Saturday because yes. it's not – I don't think it's a preparation thing or, or a fatigue thing. I mean, these guys are 21, 22 years yep. old. Like, they, they can they can skate as much as they're doing. Yep. I, I don't know. To me, that that's always just bothered me. I've always said maybe the one of the the toughest things if you're a if you're a real passionate fan of college hockey is that your favorite team's going to play twice a week, and there's 22 hours in between. So anything that happens Friday night, you're hanging on to it just until you're white knuckled going into Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And then anything that happens Saturday night, you can quickly forget all the good from Friday, and then you're stuck on that until about Thursday afternoon when the <laughs> when the press conference clips come out, and then you're you're hanging on every word to see who's who's doing what, and you're trying to figure out, well, geez, he, he's standing there at the podium, and he doesn't look very sweaty, so they must not be working hard in practice. You know, it just kind of some of the angles that you can come up with in right. a hurry. Right, right, and it's one of those things where, okay, so perfect scenario. We lose the Friday game yeah. against St. Cloud team comes back obviously you rally and cry moment too yep. and play one of their best games all season and you know what was the final 5-1 something like that uh, on the yep. Saturday game and so that and then that's when our fans were like see here we go yep. we just needed something to rally around well okay they took some of that momentum in Denver and I thought they outplayed Denver mm -hmm. if not both games at least five out of the six periods yeah yeah so yep. I mean um, to, to say that uh, they're on a, a downswing would be would be unfair, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, what else we got going on? What's uh, what's new in your life outside um, of outside of hockey, or do you have a life outside of hockey? Yeah, I I, <laughs> I do. Um, worked well. I, I mean, I work hockey when I'm not working hockey, as much sense as that makes. But much like you, we're both now uh, settling in on the east side. Yeah. So take that for what it's worth, <laughs> I guess. Um, uh, Kelly's Masters, of course. We yeah. uh, we're gonna kind of if we're gonna touch on the B side of life, I guess we're gonna have to get our uh, our spring training meetings going here because yeah. much like Major League Baseball, we're gonna probably be looking at trying to figure out some uh, form of free agency to yeah. Well, this is a good a good segue because a lot of so our slow pitch team plays Thursdays <laughs> and it's and it's full of UND coaches, yes. right? When we lost some very good ones this year, Jordan Geely, who was our he was our glue guy, yeah. Off to Northern Illinois. Um, Danny Freund, I think, is, has graduated to be a big boy. He's now offensive coordinator, so I don't know if he'll slum with us anymore. Yeah. It might be tough to – but so we've been out there recruiting. Me and Kevin Vaughn been out yeah. there rec hitting the recruiting trail hard, and uh, we're going to see if we can't get some, some talent in here and uh, see what we can do. But, yeah, it's one of those things where I, I was super excited to hear the news on Danny Freund, mm -hmm. a good friend of ours. Yeah, absolutely. And, and – uh, what a what a test they're going to have coming up this year because their schedule. I don't know if you've seen their schedule, but you know it starts 
with the team down south and right. then has a bunch of other teams on there that made the playoffs. So, um, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be one of those years where it was a different year this year just because we weren't in a league. It's going to be much the exactly. same next year, but I think the, the anticipa- anticipation of being in the Missouri Valley in 2020 right. is going to have some momentum next year. Well, yeah. and, and, you know, you talk about it, and I think if, if you're not – right in that conference you don't have the affiliation a lot of fans are trying to you know they want to measure they want to see what the yep. what the barometer is reading and, yeah. you, and you don't really have something that you can whether it's accurate or inaccurate but you look at now you're going to have ndsu on the schedule and i think just and we saw it kind of on the opposite end when hockey went to the nchc it took fans a while to realize that western michigan coming to town is a great series yeah because hockey fans were spoiled with minnesota wisconsin and even even, you know, some of the, at the time, the, you know, the lesser teams, the, the Mankatos of the Mankato, world at the yeah. time, yeah. was always, well, this is going to be a physical series. So it, and, and I think you'll see that on the football side where fans will be excited because you're going to recognize a lot more of the names, but yeah. not taking anything away from the big sky because yeah. it took me a while to kind of become familiar and realize that, okay, the couple of years where it's like nobody plays defense in this game. <laughs> yeah. And now it's it's back to kind of that that almost NFC North feel yep. of where you're gonna have to you're gonna have to bring your bring your lunch pail and go to work yeah. on, on any Saturday. The rest the rest of our teams obviously making the move to the summit. I've talked to some of the student athletes about how they mm-hmm. like it. They they love the rivalries. They like this the the smaller travel. But right. there are a few drawbacks that you know um, I think I was home for six days in November because we were all the games that we normally would have played non-conference right. against the Summit League teams. Now we had to find games other places, yep. so that, that part was tough. And then the destinations, obviously going to Portland, going to Sacramento, going to Arizona for conference games. Yes. A little different than going <laughs> down the I-29 corridor. So I don't. it kind of brings me to destinations and where you think – so uh, completely off the record, this is n- has nothing to do with UND. This is just <laughs> what a fan would want for a UND destination. Okay? okay, if UND were to pick up the hockey team and go to a destination, I'm not saying that this is what's happening or sure. what isn't happening. But <laughs> we were uh, Schloss and I were talking about this actually today. Like, okay. how about New Orleans? Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. W- that pretty much fits yep. our fan base, doesn't it? Yep. And then a couple others we threw out there was Seattle. Like, that'd be kind of right. neat. And, again, this is nothing official. This is just a dartboard. Yeah, this cool is places I want to go and watch yep. hockey. Um, so, I don't know. I, uh, I, you know what do you think? I would say, because obviously everybody, you know, you up until this year, you would have said Las Vegas. Yeah. And everybody knew how great that went. I wouldn't mind going back there again, too. A lot even. of people, of course, know kind of the rumor. Of yep. a certain city, yep. I would be, and this might might not be kind of a first a first thought. I would be interested to see if you could, if you could find a way, and you'd you'd want to take kind of the the fan base of North Dakota, and put that in the best hockey setting you could. UND and Montreal or Toronto. Oh wow! Just take yeah. Just take the the two alpha males and let them have at it. Just something like that. And so, who would be who would be your your opponent then? That's a very good question. Yeah, because it would you, you know you you need have a, to be like a it'd have to be a Michigan or a Denver. Right, or, you're not going to get a so conference game out there. Somebody but. that somebody that travels. Um, yeah, you know when we were in when we were in Vegas this year, one of the the things that I'd heard that stuck with me because of course everybody talked about the UND fan base um, was talking with uh, Wally Shaver 
from oh, yeah. Gopher Radio. Yep. And, and we were talking about uh, the fans, and he mentioned that Minnesota sent back tickets. And he said, it, it floors me that in a city of 3 million people, you can't get 600 people to go to Vegas for a weekend to watch the favorite hockey team. Or that there aren't enough people that live in Vegas that care about right. gopher hockey. Like right. I, To me, that's a little different. But, but apples okay. to oranges. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. but like I said, you, you, you would want something that, and, and you saw it when years ago when UND was up in Winnipeg when they played Clarkson. Just the amount of Jets fans yeah, that yeah. were there, just because it's good oh, hockey. Let's go watch hockey on yeah, a Saturday. Yeah, exactly. That's why I thought uh, maybe Vancouver would be good, Yeah, um, just the connections out there. And then, actually, you know what one would be great just to relive? Tampa. Yes. Right? Yep. Alex Johnson the, says yes. Go so back to the scene of the party. <laughs> exactly. Right? Maybe you do it as like a 10-year reunion type deal. Yeah. And yeah. you have that team come <laughs> down there. Like, I'm serious. Yeah. Like, I, I think it would be that, cool. I didn't get a chance to go, but I know right. that. Every story I've heard yep. about Tampa has been positive. When I think when that was announced, when Tampa was announced, it was kind of like, uh, okay, well, yeah. it's not a hockey city, but I think right. we made it one yeah. for a brief time at least. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's interesting to get people's perspective on what they would view. Obviously, you don't want to always give up home games or whatever. You right. want to have as many as you can in the Ralph, but I think the destination thing has, has totally. taken and off, and, and we're the fan base that can make it happen. Yes, because so. we'll just – Bring us to your house. We'll take it over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll just crash on the couch. We don't mind. Drink all your beer. <laughs> the players will not. It will no, just be the fans. But yes, yeah. the fans yeah. will yeah. very much. So, so I think, yeah, it's, um, you know, just fantasizing about some some cool stuff right. like that. And, and, and different things that – there's some different cities that haven't mm-hmm. been on the map in terms of um, uh, Frozen Fours coming up, like right. uh, Detroit – yeah, uh, Pittsburgh I think is is coming up as well. Yeah. Um, so Pittsburgh was yeah. 20, 2010? 13. 13. 13, That's right. I we got a little stat boy over yes. here next to us telling us <laughs> what's up. That's right. Detroit may not have been. That was. That was Ford Field. Well, yeah. When that was, was twenty ten. It was four yep. teams that. I just pointed at the stack guy. Yeah, that's how you know that just, you're going to defend your position. I want to say. Yeah. Was that in twenty ten? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Alec is trying to rattle off very, the floor. Very and awkward. We'll probably looking, get them all. Very awkward looking sheet of ice. I remember that. Well, see now I think it so. It'll be at the at the new place now at the Little yeah, Caesars. Little Caesars. Um, yeah. The, I Joe Lewis. So I I lived in Michigan for ten years. So I yeah. went to several games there, and it was I just it wasn't what I thought it would be. You know, yeah. like if you go into an old baseball diamond, you're just right. like, wow, this is awesome. The history here. Yeah. I walked in Joe Lewis. So I was like. It kind of stinks in here, right? And like I, I don't feel the history. I mean, <laughs> you know kinda, what I mean? Like maybe because I'm not a Red Wings fan, right? And but and to me, that's kind of the feeling you get before the Target Center renovations. Is you come down there because it's, it's an old building, and of course, Target Center is no way Joel Lewis Arena because if you're a Red Wings guy, you're tied into that history. Yeah. But to me, it's kind of along the same lines too as going into the the old deck in Duluth. Yep. Just because you knew when you came in, you kind of just had the feel that a lot of cool things went yeah. down in this building. Yeah. So it's and then you get the nice new shiny ones. Yeah. I would have uh, I would have loved to have seen um, our fan base at the Chicago Frozen Four. Yeah. I think those are two cities that that, that match up pretty yep. well when we talk about the destinations. But you ever uh, you ever been to Lawson Arena? I haven't. Okay, so. I haven't either. This is oh, actually, I've I've been there several several years ago before yep. they were any good. Um, uh, but it's just one of those things where the comparison is made, and it actually was made today at the press conference that it's a lot like the old Ralph, which okay. is just kind of yep. um, 
you know the fans are right on you they you know they're good now so they have a fan following mm-hmm. it's loud it's it's and anybody that has been in the old Ralph uh, that atmosphere I don't think is is matched anywhere no. and so it'll be interesting to see what they what they consider um, you know kind of a mirror image right. of the old Ralph I mentioned when you when you talk along the lines of the old Ralph when um, the 2017 regional the 2015 regional in Fargo I think for a lot of us as younger guys, you know, like, and I mentioned it to Marty, of course, Eric Martinson, that for some of us younger guys, this will probably be the closest that we'll ever get to the true heydays of the old Ralph. Because I was in there for a few games, but at one point I was more interested in getting Dippin' Dots because at that point <laughs> right. they actually were the ice cream of the future. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't changed in 30 years. Well, cross them off the sponsor yeah. list. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. To our friends with the Dippin' Dots, but I'm just saying, you cannot be the ice cream of the future for 25 years. This actually, uh, this was a uh, conversation I had with one of our former coaches. That he Same thing. Yeah. There was a Dippin' Dot stand right outside his office at UND, and he said, you know, Wiggs, <laughs> it's not the ice cream of the future. He's like, give me a ham and cheese uh, Dippin' Dots. Now you're talking about <laughs> ice cream of the future, and right. I was like, he's on to something. Yeah. So if, if there's a ham and cheese, I know the coach to attribute it huh. back to. So it's an interesting thought. <laughs> and do you want ham and cheese? I don't. I, know. Yeah, I, I'm I, I mean, certainly I, not going to turn down a ham and I, cheese sandwich, but ham I'm, and cheese dipping shots. Yeah, I, I might have to think twice. I about. hope that's not what they're banking on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we've gone yeah, well so off the anyway, rails here. Let's, yeah. <laughs> um, what were the rails? I, um, what were we talking? Well, the old Ralph. And, old Ralph. You know, yeah. So you, you did you actually did you get a chance to go to the old Ralph? I, I thought you were probably too so, for that. Oh no. Thank you, though. Oh. Um, this is this may, may be a fun fact that I've been a diehard UND fan all my life. Prior to becoming public address announcer, I had gone to four UND hockey games live. The rest were Pat Sweeney, DAZ, and yeah. a lot of Tim Hennessy on the radio. Yeah. And it was okay. just, just kind of the way it was. But, Interesting. But a couple times, and I so remember... So were all four of those at the old Ralph? Uh, two at the old Ralph, two at the new Ralph. Okay. So... Huh, interesting. Thought, uh, yeah, um, they played, I want to say one night they played Bemidji. Uh, one was a gopher game. UND came back. Yep. My mom still talks about that, and and UND was down. They came back, tied it late, and my mom was just livid at the people that had gotten up and left with five yeah. minutes left. And she goes, well, shame on those folks. Right. And, and God bless them. Every time they come over on a Saturday night now, they leave with about five minutes to go in the third Ugh. because it's, you know, yeah. well, we've got to beat the traffic. It's funny how impressionable you can be at that right. age. So my first experience would have been we moved to Grand Forks in 85. I okay. think the first game we went to was in 86, and it was just sold out, yep. just nowhere to be, nowhere to sit. And so we're sitting, like, in the stairwell, like, going mm-hmm. up to one of the high, high bleachers and, like, there's pop stains on my butt. Like, like <laughs> I, I instantly was like, what are we doing here? And then after the first period, I was absolutely hooked. And then, of course, the next yeah. year, 87, and that was an easy team to follow and fall in love yeah. with. So it's that, like, the in-game experience kind of is what yeah. fueled everything there. So it's it's good that we have the Ralph to be able to, you know, watch little kids. And, and it's funny because when, when I'm down in the tunnel at the yep. end of the game, I see all those kids and I'm like, there's a little Mitch Wigness asking everybody for a stick, you know, like, can I have your <laughs> yeah. stick? Can I have your stick? You know, it's yep. it's kind of funny how the, oh, yeah. the guys interact with the uh, because those kids they'll they'll just bombard guys yeah. down there on that tunnel. So. And my my favorite are the kind of the holiday games or the exhibitions because you don't always get the same for a lot of same fans. I mean, is 
it's a lot of people are using the opportunity to get to the Ralph that normally maybe wouldn't. Yep. So you see a lot of this, the, the eyes wide open, and they're looking around. And to me, that's the coolest thing ever is when you watch it, especially the kids. Yep. When they come in, and, and God bless them because they know every routine that there is because everything is just it's, – it's game. It's game night, and that's yeah. how it goes. Yeah. And everybody knows what's going on. Yeah. So – well, we've got uh, what two series left at home? Yes. So, um, yeah, I think uh, it's just one of those seasons where y- you go week to week, right? Like yeah. you can't look ahead and, right. and and be too far ahead of things because you're just like you don't. Uh, when you look at the NCHC standings, obviously St. Cloud out ahead uh, ahead yeah. of the pack, but really there's an opportunity if if you need takes care of business this weekend and and does some things. You know, a two or three isn't out of play yet. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's a long way to go, but I mean, we're only we're only partway through the NCHC season. Yep. There's eight games left, so there's there's like I said, if we win six, seven games, like yep. that that standings sheet is completely changed. Right. Do what you do what you can to secure home ice, yep. and, and obviously that's step one. And then if you if you can find a way to get to third in the league, just because I think no matter who it is, that four versus five matchup is. It's going to be somebody on the road that deserves to be at home. I mean, you look right. at, we're talking about Denver, who going into the Denver series was ranked fourth in the country and were fourth in their own league. Right. So in a tougher spot in their league than they are in a pairwise where it's flipped a little bit for North Dakota. I was just having that conversation with somebody earlier. Say we flip with Denver right now next week. Yep. Denver's still in the top ten. You're talking about a team that won't have home ice potentially. Right. We'll be in the top ten. Yep. We'll be in the tournament, like, but they're not going to have home ice for their for their conference tournament. And, and it's been beaten, you know, every year in the NCHC where, oh, it's just a good league. We're yep. beating up on each other, but it's like there is no weeks off in this league. No, there really isn't. And and we've seen it how many years where UND has gone in at, as a one seed and a two seed. Yep. And it doesn't matter because there is focus on that, but the talking point is always that team that stay away from them. Yeah. They're playing really well. They're the last ones to get in. And UND's could very well be in that spot this year to be that team. I will just say this. So I don't know if I'm supposed to be an expert on this or not, <laughs> um, but all the, the pairwise predictors and, and yeah. whatnot and all the experts, I'll just say this year or last year, those experts that said that we were in and Duluth was right. out, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't really yep. put a whole lot of faith into it until we get all the way to the end of things. So, like when you're trying to project things out, you know, and you're a month out. Yeah, I don't. I, I, yeah. for, it's fun to follow, but at the same time, right. I'm not. I'm not going to say yay or boo at this point. Yeah, all you can do is, like you said, just try to win every game, and then like everybody else, get up that Sunday morning, turn the selection show on, and. And like any other fan, I'm hoping to see at some point, whether it's the NCHC or any league, where yeah. you've got a, a tie game in the third period of a conference third-place game and there's yeah. a goalie getting pulled. Yeah. I think that right. that would be the ultimate just kind of here's how great and frustrating this system is. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the here's the thing about about the current team, that uh, some positive things that you see. So I would say UND's outplaying teams at this point. Yeah. Certainly getting more pucks to the net. And obviously that – that's going to translate into wins down yep. the road. And then you're looking at, uh, you know, just consistency. And I think they're starting to figure out which lines are probably better suited right. uh, with each other. And, you know, you know, Brad likes to tinker with the lines too. But I think uh, this is the time to do it until you get down to the stretch where, yes. where you know, yep. the lines know where, you know. Yep. 
And, and, and he'll do some tinkering in the middle of the game, too. So. Right. <laughs> and, and, and we've seen it, you know, in, yeah. in years past. The, the big lines, the lines that everybody talks about, didn't play a whole lot the first halves of the year. Right. You know, the, the Duncan Taves Oshie line hack wanted to split up for the same reason. You know, yep. you want to try to balance things out a little bit. And and we chuckled the Saturday Night St. Cloud where, all right, we're going to hit what I call the nuclear option is we're going to put the top three guys, go score all of our goals, and it's the third line that is the story <laughs> of the game, which is an absolutely great problem to have. Right, which uh, just happened the last home weekend, right? Right, it was yeah. The, yeah, Saturday Night St. Cloud. The, yeah, the second uh, second line kind of took over there. So, yeah, it's it's just it's just uh, it's just interesting how how the same storylines come up each yes. year and and it's yep. literally just uh, you know yep. Brad Schlossman has his oh ran into a hot goaltender so right. that it, yeah they'll say it's an excuse let it's me not, go to this point. but at the same right. time we have run into some good yep. goaltending here in the last stretch here I've always said there's there's maybe fifteen cliches in sports <laughs> just just to throw an example number that you can always go to. Where wow, just it just wasn't our night, you know. We we, we kind of got you know hosed a little bit by the officials, things like that. Where it's just, yeah, you know, goalie played well, and we did a lot of things well, just couldn't finish. We didn't yeah. play sixty minutes, you yeah. know. It, there's only so many outcomes and and possibilities. Yeah. And at the end of the day, everything's going to even out. And I think at the end of it, you're going to come back to the final game of the year is always what your storyline has been. So it's interesting to see how this one plays out for UND. Yeah, and especially teams, I think. Uh, yes. That trending upwards there, like, of the last 20 um, penalty kill attempts that we've been on, we've only been scored once, and that was an empty netter um, here at home uh, against yes. St. Cloud. Yep. So they've done their job the last 20 times, and I think if you can get the power play, you're going to go on a little bit. Like, yeah. th- those, those will influence uh, outcomes. Right, and it's... Yeah. And it really, with, with UND, if they can get the power play going, the style that they play when they're playing well and they're having success, teams then have to really caution on taking penalties. Right. And, and, and right now, UND plays such a frustrating style when they're on their game. Yeah. But there isn't that incentive of, geez, we really got to watch it here because if they get on the power play, they're going to score. You don't have that right now with UND, but the potential is there. Yeah, it was such a, uh, such a momentum kill in Denver. Um, you know, we kill off the five on three. Yeah. And, and kill off the major, and then get scored upon. Well, I think it was nine seconds later. Mm-hmm. It was one of those where literally all the momentum because we yep. had just you know made sure they didn't score, and then off it went. So it's it's just it's just funny how quickly things can turn like that. So UND hockey, the the nothing's coming easy 2019 tour. And and you know what? I think those are, these are the seasons you'll look back and just be like, that that was a good team. Yes. Like we don't you, yep. you know you look at the the top and Brad. Schlossman put this in his article when we were out at Denver. The top line was there for mm-hmm. UND, Brock Besser, Tyson Joseph, like they, but they were in the stands. Like yeah. Those guys still yeah. have eligibility <laughs> left. And so and it's one of those things where yeah. how quickly can you replace it? And so obviously Brock Besser, um, what's the best way to put it? Well, he would let you be um, bad in certain areas because yeah. he would be able to pot a few and, yep. and, and hide some of those things. Yeah. We don't have a guy that can, that can right. be at that caliber at this point. And uh, and yep. so every, and Brad even said this at the, at the beginning of the season that this is going to have to be a team effort across yep. the board. It's going to have to be three lines. It's going to have to be the deep pairings are going to have to be solid. And uh, I think you look back, um, you look at our, our deep pairings right now. I feel good about years right. coming too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, you, you, and and the goaltending the way it's lined up. Oh yeah. Um, you're not you're not going to have to score four goals every night to win hockey games. But the way we're going through it right now. 
Let's start with two. Right. You know, and, and if we can get to three, then you're really going to really gonna take your chances. Well, see, and that's the thing, too. The, you mentioned the goaltending. So, you know, Tommy's only a sophomore. Yep. She'll obviously a freshman. you got another kid coming in next year that's Damn probably going to yep. compete for time. So I think you're, you're feeling good about uh, the back half of things at least, yes. aren't you? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's probably enough prognostication. Yeah, what for you think? a couple of guys that are just, you know, Statler and Waldorf at the end of the day <laughs> sitting up there. <laughs> I don't know. So we'll, yeah, this is uh, this is episode one of yes. uh, So You Want to Be My Latex Salesman. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I didn't even have time because we when we were talking, we weren't sure kind of the angle we were going to go with. Otherwise, I would have totally prepared the real world type audition video. And I'm glad you didn't. Tell you, you know, uh, like, just because I'm, you know, what is it, the, uh, the family guy bit when Stewie's doing his and he uses the line, I'm not afraid to go there. Maybe that's what we should have. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what we should have led with. But see, well, and, and you're not a rookie either. You've done yeah. these things before, and, and you've been on our podcast too. We, we actually talked about that too. Like, if there was a rebranding effort, do we just do it, sit down and cheer after dark? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, right, yeah. The do few that we've done after hockey game. Go, and we're completely, go uh, you know. Uncensored. Well, or, or I don't know about uncensored if that's un the best way. Yeah, but no, because we're, like we're, we're full of what just happened. Yeah. And so we're right. hyped up from what yeah. just happened at the rink. Yep. Whereas, or, you know, right now we're kind of just a little yeah. better at overviewing things. But, yeah, it's, I, I think this will be fun. I'm glad we're back into this because I, I miss doing this. We just never got a chance to – Hodge and I right. never got a chance to connect up at the same time. And so I'm glad that uh, this will have a little life after – after Hatch. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's fitting, you know, for in Hadge's sense that the baseball fan that he is is that uh, he's patiently waiting for his favorite baseball team <laughs> and his favorite podcast to make a splash free agent <laughs> signing. So I think it's 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 only fitting. Uh, so do we? I I I probably lean on the Jays doing something before we would, but probably maybe not. Yeah, who well, knows? I mean, yeah. Well, I suppose we'll have to talk some hoops here coming up. They've got uh, just two weeks here left at home, yep. and then uh, they're off to Sioux Falls. That'll be interesting. Uh, <laughs> Sioux Falls was was the the precursor, I guess, last year. Yep. Because um, I think once the basketball tournaments get down there, it's Sioux Falls is a basketball town. Yes. And so if UND is able to make some noise down there, that'll be that'll be a fun destination each year for yeah. for UND fans. So great I'm, facilities down there. Yep. Great, great town. It's 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 a distance, but it's a manageable distance. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Where you feel like you're getting out of town to go to the tournament, but you don't have to. You can you can come back after the after a night game if you want. Yep. Yeah, and so we've talked a lot about destinations that, right. and we're waiting with bated breath about where the regionals will be over the next few yes. years. Uh, I think UND is involved in that as well. So yep. hopefully that will uh, all shake out here soon, and we can talk more about uh, if UND is hosting some regionals too. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. So. Well, thanks for doing this, buddy. I appreciate yeah. it. So um, wait three days. Our guys will call your guys. And yeah, just kind of <laughs> <laughs> standard uh, standard protocol. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it, bud. Yeah, anytime. Yep, take care. So it's Thursday. Unless you're sitting at the stadium, you should be at Buffalo Wild Wings for 60-cent boneless wings. They're juicy. They're all white meat. They're boneless wings. They're spun in any of your favorite signature B-dub sauce. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, every Thursday they are on special and now just for 60 cents. Get to B-dubs this Thursday. 60 cent boneless wings. Buffalo Wild Wings, your official hangout for NCAA sports. Prices vary by location. <laughs>